Thank you. 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 Here today to tell us about an amazing story of a whole ripple effect of gratitude. So without further ado, hi, Alex. Hi, Lori. Thank you so much for letting me share this story of gratitude. Uh, And you mentioned the fact that it was somewhat of a ripple effect, and uh, it truly has been. Um, My story is about a a friend of mine who who truly, anytime I think of him, um, embodies the whole idea of living a life that is centered in gratitude and and giving back. Um, So... I met Mark um, as a recipient of a foundation that we established in our 20s. Um, My husband and I, with a number of friends, established a charitable foundation um, to really help families and individuals in need, people that maybe had fallen on some hard times uh, in life that don't qualify for big funds from large organizations, but just need a little bit to keep going. And our focus on our recipients was always helping to support people that truly give to their communities in how they live their life, whether it's by volunteering, teaching, coaching, um, supporting others uh, individually or other organizations. And and so we really always looked at our recipients as as um, an opportunity for us to help people who will continue helping others. And the idea of that ripple effect of, of goodness, that if we can help that one person who always works to help a lot of people, then we're, our little gift can make a big impact. Um, based wow. on what we so um, it's been a great, we started this in 2000 and Mark um, was someone who came to us uh, through my sister actually called because she had worked with Mark's brother and um, Mark's brother had shared with her that he had contracted a disease um, and literally within 24 hours uh, was in a coma coma for a great deal of time and had strokes and various medical issues while in the coma and ended up um, having to have both of his legs amputated at right above the knee. And his father for little ones at the time, you know, working full time, obviously massive life change for their family. And um, though, you know, though like Mark, who, you know, whose family was, you know, fine financially and such, um, but there were a lot of expenses and things that, you know, anyone that has a major illness or major setback like that, that maybe aren't covered under insurance or just the fact of not being able to work for months on end, um, things happen. So Mark was a perfect recipient for us because, you know, he coached his kids. He was involved in the community and in his church. Um, His family was so connected in their parish and helping others. And so he really embodied, you know, prior to this, um, experience for him, uh, embodied a, a very um, giving person. But when we we offered to help and share some support, he basically said, no, I, I don't want to take your your funds until I'm ready to really give back to my community. Like I, I want to be physically able 
to use those funds to make a difference. Not just for, it's not just going to be for my family, which was unbelievable. So he contacted us, you know, a few months after and said, you know, I, the insurance does not cover equipping my car with hand controls and giving in the driver's training it takes to learn how to drive. And I want to get back out into my community. And so he really was committed to getting healthy and getting better so that he could start um, really giving back and making a difference in the world, even though he had such a major setback in his health. Can I ask um, a question real quick? Sure. So the illness, was it short term then? And as soon as this amputation happened, then it was really just about recovering and, be, you know, forming a new life? Yes. The, basically, the they treated, thankfully, he lives at, um, just outside of Cleveland, Ohio. So the Cleveland Clinic, he was fortunate that he arrived at the Cleveland Clinic and they were able to diagnose the um, the illness right away. Wow. And they were able to treat, um, treat right away. And they, they induced the coma um, to control of the body, but then the various things happened um, while in a coma that required, obviously, his legs to be amputated. So he is healthy. Wow other than the loss of his legs now. And and definitely his life since then has proven that he works hard to stay healthy and be um, be active. So that's, that's a plus, uh, obviously, to watch to see what he's done after the fact. <laughs> you know, after right. all of the really, really horrific times mm-hmm. he had to experience, you know, physically, obviously, but then also mentally as well. Sure. Uh, but... He, what was amazing about Mark, so he, he basically, um, not only did he say, wait, I, I don't want to take the foundation's money until I'm ready to, to use it so that I can be active in my community again, but he not only did that, um, you know, we equipped his car, we paid to equip his car with hand controls and then also to have, for him to have that driver's training, but then he what was amazing is he said, okay, now what can I do for the foundation? Because I love your mission. I love um, what you're doing. And at the time we were based in the DC area and our, a lot of our events and our focus was, was in that area. Um, We, because of the fact that a lot of the board members were in that area at the time, but Mark was instrumental in really establishing our first chapter outside of the DC area, um, our first chapter of volunteers. So he, along with others, created our first Cleveland, uh, Ohio chapter where he rallied people um, all year long to have events for families in need in the Cleveland community. And so I don't know the exact numbers, but the, the foundation grew substantially at that time because of his commitment to kind of expanding our ripple effect and network, wow. uh, the number of recipients we were able to to meet and help um, just in the Cleveland area. But then it also spurred, you know, up to at, at different points because we fluctuate with how many chapters we have that are active. But we had nine chapters at one time in cities like Charlotte and Chicago um, and, you know, in Western New York and Northern um, in the Thousand Islands in New York, um, just all over where people started hearing as a result of his um, kind of his push to kind of grow this idea of helping people, you know, individuals and families in their communities. And so he, and really it in, 
I think in his mind, the way I look at it is it was his way of saying thanks. It was his 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 um, effort to say thanks to all of us for that little bit. Really, when I look at what we've done over the course of 20 years with this foundation, our gift to him wasn't millions of dollars. It was you know a few thousand dollars to equip his car and to give him driver's training. But he was so grateful that um, and he and his family committed to doing so much so that other people got that same sense of hope that he got and that same sense of support Um, and what was neat is throughout the course of that we were in Cleveland at the time and I was helping him with the Cleveland chapter getting things going and his kids he had four little kids and they would sell tickets at the events and be involved and when I think of the ripple effect of the Betterment Foundation and, and what we're able to do, like that's what's the most rewarding. And I think it's for him. And he served on our board for almost, yeah, probably 18 of our 20 years wow. um, and made such a huge difference um, with the impact because he came back a year after um, a year after we helped him. He came back to our golf outing in D.C., um, with his prosthetic legs and drove the first golf ball in our golf outing oh. and had one of the most amazing drives I've seen actually <laughs> in <of> our golf <laughs> outings. <laughs> so it was such like a moving experience. And those that were involved in our foundation from the beginning, it, I, I, we've said this before, like that, that drive, that visual image of the drive wasn't just, you know, kicking off that golf outing at that moment. It really kind of catapulted our foundation to the next level. And for that, I'm grateful. And every day I think of what he's done um, to impact the amount of people we've been able to touch because of his gratitude, what his, what he chose to do with, um, with his gratefulness. Um, That's, it's been um, a gift for sure. For sure. Wow. So inside of this, whole story. What I understood you to say was he was one of your very first recipients or pretty, pretty early. He was the first, the first two years, initially when we started the foundation, we literally had one recipient a year because we would do like one big event and raise money for that one recipient. And then honestly, he, I think was year three. Um, and from that point on, we ended up having multiple recipients because of the multiple chapters and the multiple events that were able to take place with all these additional volunteers coming up. And what's amazing is, I mean, now we have chapter events where we have, you know, five, 10, 15 recipients for one event uh, that, and we have maybe six chapters doing that same thing. So at the end of a year, you know, when we started, we had one recipient a year where we were maybe giving them $10,000, $15,000. Now, you know, we have, you know, 20 recipients a year or more. And collective, I think we, our total numbers are, it's, we've given away over $1.2 million. Uh, in our 20 years and this yeah yeah so and honestly we would all say we were a bunch of kind of ragtag 20 somethings when we all got together and decided we wanted to do something like but but I do believe that Mark was that the one of those people that really made that made that difference and it truly out of his gratitude and gratefulness um to us, a group of strangers that he, none of us knew him from before. Um, it was just kind of a friend of a friend kind of thing, um, how we got to know Mark and he has become a dear friend and such an example for so many of us 
in how to really um, take something really tremendously negative in life and turn it around and make it beautiful. Unbelievable. And so it's also really interesting that, you know, what you say, ragtag 20 somethings, how much impact quote unquote ragtag 20 somethings can have just from, you know, right. I'm, I'm envisioning you guys over a glass of glasses of wine. Uh, <laughs> I think it was margaritas it. initially. Margaritas. <laughs> I don't think our palate was that even old enough for good wine yet at that point. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. So how many chapters do you have now? Um, presently, I believe really active. So we, we ebb and flow, and it's really interesting on how, and that's one of the things that we love about it. When we started, it really almost was more, we were, what we kind of say now is we were GoFundMe before GoFundMe existed. Because what <laughs> happened is, you know, we would hear of someone needing you know, needing assistance, needing help, you know, through friends of a friend. And, um, you know, and this was email was just really getting going. I think we still, at the beginning, we had to fax a lot of things because people didn't even attach documents to emails 20 years ago. So um, initially it was kind of that GoFundMe ask, okay, there's somebody in need, let's rally and do a group event, raise some money or do an email blast and raise some money um, for these people. And then as we built the chapters, it became much more structured and much more organized. Um, and it, like I said, at times we had, I think seven or eight chapters and, you know, for a few years running, I think now we have four or five that are active chapters having events, um, that are, you know, really kind of doing things, um, in their communities, uh, on a, you know, on a local level. And that was kind of all of always our thing is that we were not going to give to these massive research funds or massive mm. long-term funds that we wanted to help individuals in, you know, in their communities where people that were supporting them could really feel like they were making a difference and also get to know these recipients. And especially, I think initially for that, you know, ragtag 20 something group, we all kind of felt, you know, in your twenties, you're, you're very self-focused and on, planning your wedding and starting your career and graduating, finishing your doctorate, whatever it is that your twenties tends to be kind of self driven and all about me. And we really wanted to kind of show our 20 something group of people, listen, you can have fun. We can have a great time. We can host great events, but let's do it for a good cause. Let's look outside of ourselves a little bit and try to, you know, if we want to have a good time, let's, let's make it for a good purpose. Um, because there are a lot of people out there that maybe aren't going through the best times and aren't having the best um, uh, part of life. And it, it's up to us to make a difference for them. Um, so, so great. Yeah. So do you remember back in the beginning when this conversation started with your group? Was was there like one story of one person? Was there, you know, or was it, you know? Yes, yes, exactly. One of our, a good friend of ours, uh, his name is Brendan Curley. Um, he was a good friend of my husband's and I in college, and he was kind of the center of the discussions. He called us one day and told us a story about um, a young kid who he uh, got to know. He played hockey. Brendan played hockey, uh, like on a professional hockey team um, down in 
in Hampton Roads, Virginia. And the team would have little local fundraisers to support. I think the primary focus for them was uh, the MS Foundation, the Multiple Sclerosis Foundation. And he had gotten to know this family and this young boy who um, were at every event, always raising money for the MS Foundation and really, you know, always supporting the foundation as a whole and the efforts that the the foundation were doing for research. And he said, but what was sad was here is this, this family that's giving so much to this effort, but they themselves needed funds. Like he couldn't afford the next level. Like he was growing out of his wheelchair uh-huh. and they couldn't afford the, the newer, bigger wheelchair wasn't all covered in insurance and they couldn't afford it. And mm-hmm. so he used this little too small wheelchair and this boy's name was Justin and Brendan was just so moved by that. And he said, you know, it's sad that here we are raising money for these big research funds and these people who need it, who are surviving with this disease, you know, might never, ever get the experience, but they're, here they are right next to everyone taking their time to try to make it better. That's so that somebody else down the road doesn't experience what they've had to experience. So Brendan called a couple of us and said, wouldn't it be great to like, do something, start something that would enable us to help those people that fall through the cracks that aren't going to get funding from insurance or research funds or whatever, but who need it, who, you know, who really need our help. And so, Mm. um, you know, the group of us that he rallied together, there were eight of us initially, definitely. And so we said, okay, how can we do this? And, and one of our, we said, okay, we've got you know, we all had contacts in the hotel industry, in the bar industry, in various industries where we could rally like a weekend event, mm-hmm. like a party event, kind of golf outing, yeah. um, you know, golf outing, hotel rooms at discounted rates and bar parties where we could get things discounted and then charge like a flat fee of $500 and invite all of our friends to come in and party. And and it's exactly what we did. We said, hey, we're doing this big event and our first recipient young couple that I knew from through my work that I had become friends with and they had been trying to have children and um, couldn't get pregnant, couldn't get pregnant. And um, they found out through medical testing that he had um, kidney cancer at the age of one and contractor didn't have the greatest insurance. Um, They were living in a cute little house in Chagrin Falls, Ohio, and they were going to have to move back in with parents um, in order to pay medical bills. And we said, is there any way that we can, and they were really involved in their community. Every time he was going out of the hospital for treatment, they bring stuffed animals to kids that were in the hospital. They bring games. This is the kids. They just were really class act couple and really had just fallen on this horrible time. And she, we wrote in our first event, we were raising money for, um, to help, pay their mortgage to keep them in their house because insurance doesn't cover things like that. You know, insurance will cover the medical bills and things like that, but gas money to get to the hospital all the time and to do all the treatments and to have all those things that doesn't get covered. And so we helped and he wasn't working. He wasn't able to work during some of the treatments. So we helped keep them in their home and and he sadly passed away um, not long after our first event, which was devastating, but we were in a, she was able to stay in their home and not move back. Her job and everything was in Cleveland and her families, they were out, they were about an hour away. So to move home would have been difficult for her. So we were able to keep them in their home and she stayed involved 
And, and Sue has been, she was an amazing first recipient for us because she really um, stayed involved and um, came to events and supported and shared our story um, just like Mark had done as well. Mark obviously kind of stepped up the game by creating the chapter in Cleveland and, and really working hard to stay involved on our board. But wow. we've been blessed all through the 20 years with amazing recipients that um, really embody that that spirit of gratitude and gratefulness um, that you hope everybody in the world has, but not everybody does all the time. So. Right. It sounds like really gratitude in action Completely. in both directions. It's like this lovely water wheel of exactly. gratitude. You know, y'all, you're ragtag 20 something sitting around talking and coming up with the gratitude, even for the fact that you had the connections to make something happen and a desire. And then it just sort of spiraled. What a beautiful story. Thank you. It has been. And we, our logo is kind of, a, it's a drop of water into the ripple, kind of the ripple effect. And it really, um, I think I, every one of us that started, I think all of the board members will honestly say that though we've helped hundreds of recipients in 20 years, we have been the, the recipients of that mm-hmm. because we have gotten to know these people and gotten to see their example um, and how they give to their communities and how they really choose to pay it forward and to create a ripple of goodness um, and kindness um, well beyond our little drop uh, that initiates um, help for them. So, um, so we've been blessed, that is for sure. Oh my gosh, Alex, what a great, great thing to have as a part of your life for so long. This is just amazing. Where can people find you on the web? What's your web address? The web address is foundationforcommunitybetterment.org. Awesome. We'll put it in the show notes. Communitybetterment.org as well. So, Okay, great. Any um, events coming up soon that we should... There's an, our 20th anniversary event is in March, which is fantastic down in DC, but there's also a golf outing coming up in DC. We have every year in the summer, there's a kayak and paddle race up in the thousand islands, um, in Alexandria Bay, New York. Uh, there are d- various things, our chapter in, um, in, um, Canton, Ohio has a number of events throughout the course of the year. Cleveland still has some uh, barbecue events um, that they do. So all over. Um, Chicago has had some events in the past. And, and we're always welcome to chapters starting in different in different cities if people have an interest in kind of setting up. Uh, we help we with planning events. We do all web um, uh communications and donate like any donations we process any of that so people have a a desire to create um, a great community uh, fundraising tool for families in need Um, we have a great structure in place um, for event planning so um, So we can also contact us about that so so great what a gift but thank Thank you you. thank you it has been a gift definitely i am grateful um i always say next to my my children i'm proudest of uh helping and creating betterment (laughs) that that is a proud a proud thing in life that is for sure so wonderful well alex i am so thankful to know you 
And I am so thankful that you came today and shared your story with so many people. Hopefully this will continue your ripples in new directions. Oh, thank you, Lori. And I am grateful to know you. (laughs) Thank you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you. You too.